Really, it's actually Orphan Sunday, and we're taking some time to look at this crisis that's really across our world and, and look at it, too, here stateside. And so we're going to start by playing a video, and then we're going to bring up some friends to talk about this stuff. So if you want to bring down the lights and go ahead and play that video, it's about the uh, AZ-127 is an organization here in Arizona, and this is kind of one that was done in Washington, D.C. as well. So go ahead and play that. All right, so this is something that's near and dear to our hearts at Redemption is we want to help alleviate this problem of, of foster care and adoption in our state. And so we're taking a Sunday here to take some t intentional time to talk about this. And so today we normally do an all of life interview. And for those of you that don't know, as we say here, all of life is all for Jesus. And the reason we say that is because sometimes I think we elevate the role of pastor or missionary or these types of roles higher than they should be. And we say that that's the only way to serve God. When we say, man, we think you can serve God in all of life, in every vocation, in every job, and in every, even in every role you are as a person, as a parent, as a foster parent, as a parent who adopts. And so um, today, we're actually going to have Kaylee and Lauren come up. And will you guys just give them a hand? Kaylee does so much great work for us. And uh, Kaylee is going to uh, just interview Lauren as I normally would because Kaylee is, honestly guys, Kaylee is killing it when it comes to just organizing all this stuff. And so, yeah, like, give her another hand because she's doing a great job. And so we're going to, I just, we just want you guys to get to know Kaylee because she is a vital part of our church and I think, you know, we just need to know who she is. So Kaylee, I'll let you take it from here and begin this kind of all of life interview. That's really hard to follow up with that yeah. statement. Yeah, will you introduce yourself a little bit too? Yeah, so um, some of you might have heard me speak, uh, I think in November, um, but I work here in town, I'm a social worker, so I work with kids, and so this uh, role at church is not my job. Uh, Flagstaff is an expensive place to live, so I have to work other places. Um, and then this is just an extension of what I love, uh, how the church is responding, and so really exciting how Redemption is stepping into this in our city, so I'm excited to be here today. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so this is my friend Lauren. So Lauren's going to tell us a little bit about what she does, and then I'm going to ask her some of our All of Life questions. Yeah, that'd be great. So Lauren, yeah, if you could just introduce yourself too a little bit. Hi, everybody. Is this on? Okay, yeah, can you hear so. me? Okay. Um, my name is Lauren Belcher, and I'm so grateful that you guys are here and going to listen to me share about my life today. But I am a social worker also here in town. I license foster and adoptive homes, and then I'm also a foster and adoptive mom myself. Wow. Cool. So I'm just going to dig into the first question. Um, how would you describe the work you do? Um, so like I said, I'm a licensing worker. So I license families to become, to take care of ki kids that are working with the state. So to become foster parents. Um, we're a faith-based agency. Um, so we license believing families and we really look at foster care as a ministry. And that's kind of how we train and walk alongside our families once they have children in their homes. Um, being a foster parent, you have a really unique opportunity to min minister to kids in care and to their bio families. Um, so it's, it's just a really cool, it's a really cool ministry, and that's how we walk alongside our families to do that. And how long have you been doing that, and what did you do before? Um, so I've been doing this job for a little over a year now, like a year and a half. Um, and then previous to this, I worked for DCS, which is like Child Protective Services here in town, and I did that for five years. Uh, the next question, 
As an image bearer of God, how does your work reflect some aspect of God's work? Mm. Um, so like I said, we look at foster care as a ministry. So you have a really great opportunity to minister to these kids and not only the kids that are in your home, but also their biological families. So by praying for them, loving them unconditionally because they've been through some really hard stuff and some trauma themselves, it's a, an awesome opportunity to see restoration within a family. So you, you could be a part of this really cool story and, and kind of introduce them to Christ, which they've never heard or seen before. And we all know that he changes lives and can change these kids' lives and their parents' lives. Um, and then just as a foster parent yourself, um, you are just meeting these kids' basic needs in their home. So you're clothing them, you're feeding them, you're loving them unconditionally, and that's really showing them who Christ is. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the impacts that you have on the children in your home is eternal. You don't, sometimes you don't see it here in this world, but it's got such eternal impacts. Um, and so James 127 says that, like they said in the video, we, we're to care for orphans and widows. So I believe that's a calling on all believers. And it just looks different. Some people, it's called to be a foster parent. Some people, it's called to pray for foster kids and their families. Some people, it's called to walk alongside them, walk alongside foster families and bring them meals or help them get resources when they get a new kiddo in their home or something like that. So there's so many ways that you can be involved in foster care. How does your work give you a unique vantage point into the brokenness of the world? So you touched on this a little bit. Yeah, so like I said, these kids and their families are so broken. Um, and so you really, like this is like being the hands and feet of Jesus. Like you are there, you are in their lives, you join into their struggle and their trauma and you just get to walk with them um, and you just get to love them. And I think that loving them unconditionally is just showing them how Christ loves them. I love the video because it really talks about that. What does it look like in all of those spheres to mentor, to be a church, to bring food, to donate your clothes? I almost said diapers. Donate it. I mean, you, you could can donate, donate diapers. diapers. They need that. Um, My diapers are too big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but what does it look like as, as Jesus commands us to love our neighbors as ourselves? How does our work function as an opportunity to love and serve? So continuing that extension, like how do you see that? Um, message of what you're talking about, walking into those broken areas. How do we do that? Not only as a church, but also as an agency in a really hard area um, with families in a broken system okay. and, and support families. Um, that's a really good question. And I'll try to do this really quickly, but I want to share a story um, that happened a couple of weeks ago with one of my families. Um, like I said earlier, I really feel like foster care is you are the hands and feet of Jesus. And so I went to go visit one of my families who had just gotten a new placement, and I walk into this house thinking it was going to be real quick, half an hour home visit, and um, as soon as I get into the house, I could feel that there was just some emotional stuff going on in the air, and um, one of the, the girls that my family was caring for is 12 years old, and she just cried um, the whole visit. She was just so hurt and so upset that she was having to be away from her family. She was not from Flagstaff. Um, she had to be moved out of her even county. Um, and she had never been away from home before and was just so hurt and so broken. Um, and so what turned into a really long, like two and a half hour home visit um, is that we just, we got to talk with her and we got to pray with her. Um, and as she's sharing about how hurt she is and how sad she is and the things that she's been through, she starts having an anxiety attack, like she can't even breathe. Um, and so walking her through all of that, um, we were able 
to minister her, to her in that way. And then towards the end of the home visit, she wanted to call her mom, which she was, she's able to do, she's allowed to do. So she goes in the other room and calls her mom and then comes back out and says that her mom wants to talk to me. And so I talk to her mom and her mom just breaks down crying on the phone and talks about how grateful she is to this foster mom. And she's, she's like, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk to her, but can you tell her that I'm so grateful that somebody's loving and caring for my daughters and somebody just is loving them like I would love them. And so we were able to, I was able to kind of facilitate a conversation between foster mom and her, um, the daughter and the biological mom. And the biological mom just gave her permission to kind of settle into foster mom's home. And we were able to pray with foster, or pray for the bio mom to, with her on the phone, pray for the family. And their relationship has just continued to grow. I, this was a couple weeks ago and they talk on the phone probably a couple times a week and just, wow are able to talk about the gospel and to pray together. And it's, it was so, it's so, been so cool to be a part of. That's amazing. So I think that loving um, families is, you can love and serve them in a way that they've never been loved or served before um, when you're doing foster care. That's awesome. Well, hey, thanks for coming. Um, we're gonna, actually normally we pray for the person we do the interview for, but let's, first we're gonna, not yet, but we're gonna clap for, cause we're gonna watch a video and we're gonna dive even a little bit deeper into this. Um, foster care and adoption stuff. So will you guys give Lauren a hand? And, um, and then meanwhile, Vince, he's gone right now, and so uh, we're gonna play a video. He just had to be in the service still, you know? So, um, uh, so go ahead and dim the lights, all that good stuff, and listen to me breathe heavy. It was like Andy cut him off from saying more. That was amazing. Um, well, hey, uh, Kaylee just has some more just ways to kind of dive into this. So go ahead. I'll just let you take it from here, Kaylee. Cool. So we just have a quick announcement. I know there's been slides and we're posting stuff on Facebook. And so um, as a continuation of that, like what does it look like for us to respond? We talk a lot about there's lots of different ways. Someone's cheering, right? No? Um, there's lots of different ways. And so whether you're a student and you want to hang out with kids, great, we love that. If you're a family and you want to support another foster family, you want to have kids in your home, great, let's do that together. Um, I never want someone to feel like because of my place in life, I can't respond to people around me. We talk a lot about this all of life. What does it look like for no matter where we are to respond and support our brothers and sisters and kids that really need um, support in our in our city and in our county. Um, we talked about the story Lauren shared about the child that came from another county. Um, we've referenced this a few times, but our goal in Flagstaff is to have 250 beds. So that's not 250 families. Um, that's just 250 beds for kids to, to stay and be safe. Right now, kids are sleeping in police stations. They're sleeping in emergency rooms. They're sleeping on DCS floors. Um, and so we want, our goal is to have families that want these kids to have a safe place to sleep. Um, that's really complicated, uh, just like anything with uh, transformation is, but our goal is moving towards that, and that happens in a lot of different ways. So we have our support group that we're launching this month. Uh, we're just kind of making it super public in our city. I know we've talked about it a few times here, but um, we're already getting emails from families that aren't even a part of a church here in town that want to come and be a part of this with us. And we look at this just an extension of as we are loving families and as we walk into our community, there's people of all walks of life that we want to do this with. So whether you love Jesus or not, uh, we want to come alongside you 
and love your kids and love your family so that we can all be whole and healthy together. Um, so that support group is going to be on the second Sunday of every month. So you'll start seeing some stuff on Facebook and around on our media. Um, and then we have some stuff in the back as well. There should be these cards on some of your chairs. Uh, this has some other really cool dates and information. We talk a lot about AZ-127, so if you see this card, hopefully it's not on the floor, hopefully it's on your chair somewhere, but um, it talks about what is AZ-127 and what we're doing. So if that spurs any other questions or comments or, or just thoughts, I'd love to have those conversations with you. Um, on the right-hand side, there are two dates. So one is orientation. So we're going to be doing this a few times a year, and it's just a really good space to say, hey, I want more, or I have more questions, I want more information, no matter what way that you think you want to be involved. And that's a great space to just come and learn more. Child welfare is really complicated, especially in Arizona right now. And so that's a great spot to have questions. Um, so that's Christchurch of Flagstaff on February 7th. And then I think that's all our information. Yeah. yeah. Well, and now let's pray. Anyone that's been involved on any level with the foster care and adoption system here with us or just here in Arizona, could you stand? So that includes Lauren and that includes anyone. So would you stand if you're a foster parent or you're trying to get to become a foster parent, anything like that, if you help with Kaylee's team, would you just stand, please? All right. I know we have some social workers at the hospital. We have different, if you're involved in any yeah. type of child welfare, caring for kids in our community, we would love if you stand because that's important. That's great. And Kayla, will you just pray for this group? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lord, as we sing this morning, I, I just pray that we would walk forward without fear, that we would rest in the knowledge that you are a good, good God, and you um, have given us each unique talents and gifts and, and spaces in our homes to care for people in our community, whether that be children, whether that be other families, whether that be DCS workers, whether that be an agency, whether that be um, coming alongside and joining our support group. Um, Lord, we just ask that we would walk boldly into the unknown, that we would be responsive to what Vince uh, is talking about. Last week he said we exist for each other. Lord, I pray that that would be our prayer in any sphere of life that we live here in town, is that we would exist for the people around us in ways that bring them whole, um, bring them healing and wholeness, Lord, and, and bring them closer to you. Lord, we're as we walk into this and the trainings that we have upcoming and the launch of our support group, it feels like there's lots of unknowns, Lord. And I just pray that we would walk with open hands um, and be responsive to where we feel like the Spirit is leading. In your name, amen.